Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to The Mentor, and I'm Mark Boris. So this week, I'm going to be talking about digital tools for businesses. It sounds a bit boring, but it's actually not. It's actually really, really important. And in fact, if you had to watch last night's episode of The Mentor, you would have seen us have a quick discussion about digital tools that could assist Braden in running the pool part of the business. And I'm going to talk more about that. I've talked about this before. I mean, I was the government's chair of the Digital Task Force for Small Business, and the results that I found out just generally across the board are quite surprising. Australians are very good in the uptake of using their mobile phone and using it for social and communicating, but Australian businesses are not very good when, in fact, we're behind the eight ball when it comes to taking up digital tools to run their businesses and to help their businesses be more efficient. You know, the problem is there's still plenty of business owners in this country who have drawers full of receipts, have no idea about who owes the money or who they owe money to, and as you saw from last night's episode, uh, job cards, they don't even know how to bill someone, they don't even know how to prepare an invoice and such that, you know, people come and pick up their gear and they walk away without paying. There's so many tools available, they're, they're across the board. And to talk about this, um, I've got with me tonight, uh, I've got with me tonight, what am we talking about? I feel like I'm still watching the TV show last night. I've got with me today, this morning, early this morning, Bianca baron Cartil. Now, Bianca is from QuickBooks. Now, her title is a bit sort of confusing, I keep forgetting what it means, but I know it's about customer success. Is that right, Bianca? Correct. That's right. Um, what are you called? What's the first part? So, yeah, I'm head of customer success. Head of customer, head of customer success. success. I love it. QuickBooks. And it's great. And that's what QuickBooks is about. It's about customer success. And I have to declare at the beginning of this, QuickBooks is a big sponsor of the TV show. It's a big sponsor of mentor.com.au. And it's also a big sponsor of uh, this podcast. And this is not some sort of paid um, environment today. Bianca's come in here to give us her time to actually I want to talk about what everyone's doing in this space, why they're doing it, and what is it that small business owners should be listening to in order to get ahead of it? What is it that people like QuickBooks know that we don't know, and why are they making such large investments in all these artificial intelligence and all these software packages? What is it that they know that creates this great big investment environment which we should be embracing? So um, it's it's, and I don't want to just talk about the importance of. Uh, digital adoption, I think we also need to talk about how someone like QuickBooks actually helps people. Uh, I know that in uh, one of the episodes coming up, uh, uh, Bianca actually comes on to the episode, but we help one of our um, participants um, get her numbers together and get her books together. And that, that's pretty important when it comes to things like pitching to investors, because that's something I'm always getting asked about. So Bianca, welcome to The Mentor. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Um, let, let, let's first ask you a little bit. So about yourself because it's important 
I think QuickBooks is a look. It's a bit of an unusual name, QuickBooks. I don't know where the word quick came from, but I, I guess it's intuitively it means you get your books done quicker. Um, QuickBooks is owned by a big organisation, Intuit, American Group, I think, um, which we'll talk about in a moment. But what's Bianca's deal? I mean, why is she working for this organisation? Where do you come from? Where were you before? What's your background? Absolutely. No worries, Mark. So I've been in the accounting technology space for 18 years now. So I originally started uh, as a help desk analyst probably, yeah, 18 years ago for a company that no longer longer exists. That was then bought out by another company called Solution 6, which was then bought out by MYB. So I spent a number of my years at MYB and, and for the last three and a half years I've actually been with the, the QuickBooks team, which I've loved. So for me, being part of an, a huge Fortune 500 software company is, is so exciting because I can see the benefits of what we're bringing from all of our learnings as a global company to small businesses in Australia. So it's super exciting for me to be part of the team. Okay, so I want to talk about what that, that yeah. is in a second. So, because I remember Solution 6, and it was the big deal many years ago. Was, reckon? Yeah, reckon, yep. Yeah. Well, there was all these little divestments that sort of took place because the Australian cloud, the Australian accounting market has always been really competitive. There's always been at least, as I said, there was CData, there was Solution 6, there was MYB, Reckon, APS, there's been mergers, there's been divestments. For a very small little market in Australia, there's been a lot, a lot happening. So, And over that period of time, I've seen quite a lot. A lot of people made a lot of money during that period. Basically, they were, compared to today, they were sort of fairly unsophisticated. Mm. But then they were um, sort of bookkeeping solutions, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. But it, it was all data, heavy data, data entry, et cetera. Um, today, mobile phones and all the various tablets, et cetera, or just connectivity allows you to do things um, sort of remotely without having to enter the data. So, you know, but based on, you know, your location service and GPS in, in your phones and all your tablet um, and that's where companies like yours are starting to come into their own mm-hmm. and really become really handy I mean the things like solution six and etc and you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say bad things about myB but to some extent myB is a little older than all the rest of them um, they're heavy on the data input and uh, that turns people off Absolutely. but before I get into that stuff that let me t- I want to know a little bit more about you mm-hmm. so one of the things I've found is that you're extremely passionate about your business and uh, I want to know, is, is, it, is it all bullshit or is it just you, you know, is it you flying the company flag or what, what's the deal? I mean, really, really. No, absolutely. I mean, they're paying your wages and that's your job, you know, you know head of customer success. Yeah. I mean, is it, I mean, is it, do people like yourself um, just fly the flag or is it, is it real? No, it's very real. You couldn't do you couldn't do what we do in this industry for as long as I have without being passionate about it. And that's the way I look at it. And I've, I've been very fortunate in my career. I've done numerous different roles, worked in development teams, consulted. So I've worked both client side and also internally in different businesses. And for the last couple of years, I was in a product management role. And then the last two years, I've focused on customer success. So customer, su- customer success for us is actually, I lead our support function. So my teams work directly with small businesses, accountants and bookkeepers to actually help them, whether it be um, questions that they've got about using the software, interpreting different, you know, whether it be helping them with payroll questions, their mobile app. So for me, you have to be passionate about what you do because if you think of my team, my team get those phone calls every day. It's like, I don't know how to do this. This is broken or I'm confused. So people don't ring them up and say, hi, you're amazing. So I've really got to amplify and keep the engagement of my team high because they're actually the face of the bit, the face of the brand, not me. I get to do the, the fun stuff along with Nicolette, a managing director, but my team are the ones that do the hard stuff. Right. So and, 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 and,
okay, so you're running a small team, which is basically Absolutely. running a small business. So Absolutely. how do you get, look, you know, accounting, by the way, I will say, and I wrote it up on my Twitter the other day, accountants are the most trusted advisors in the country, in this nation, probably in the world today, but it, certainly in this nation. So, But on the flip side of accounting can be a sort of a dry mm. subject. Bookkeeping can be a dry subject. It's basically all we really want to know is how much money I've got in the bank and at the end of the month. Uh, really, that's yeah. the bottom line. I'm not really interested in how many lots came in and how many lots went out. I just want to make sure – I just want to know there's something there at the end of the day. Um, and I guess most people are like that. And, and really what we all want to do is just go out and do the thing we do, that is earn the money. Exactly. You know, um, um, express our skills, mm-hmm. you know, whether, whether I'm a plumber or a hairdresser or – you know, like last night, uh, Ron, you know, a lawnmower fixer, yeah. or and uh, and that's really all I'm interested in. Uh, how do you then get your team uh, motivated and inspired uh, when all you're talking about is uh, how to fix these accounting issues, you know, bookkeeping issues, and and how to get people online, how to get and fix up the problems? Yeah. How do you do that? It's 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 quite simply coffee and lunches. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't joke, no joke. Um, but honestly, it's one of those things that when you're when you're like it's like any business when you're recruiting for a particular role, you've got to look for the right types of people. So, and I was literally I was in a one on one with one of my team members um last night, and we were talking about this. She's just about to you know go on a sort of a three four week holiday and talking to to M she's like I genuinely love what I do she said you know she'd had a she was working on a social media account and a customer you know raised a complaint about something and M's like I'm going to get to the bottom of this and I love that about my team because they genuinely care they're not just they're not canned responses there's no um, it, as as we were talking before but it's authentic real people who will kind of go no we can do better and they will then hustle and work through different parts of the organisation to make sure that we're driving the right outcome for our customers. So you've got to get the right people in the right roles, I think, to start with. Um, and that for me is when we're bringing people into the business, particularly in customer success, they're typically more of that foundation level entry point into a business. So you want people who care, who want to help people. And as I said, given that, you know, the repetitive nature at times of getting, you know, phone call after phone call can wear you down. My role then is to really make sure that I'm giving the team project opportunities, opportunities to grow, run experiments, get involved in other cross-functional activities, whether it be going to events like QuickBooks Connect or going to road roadshows alongside our sales teams to give them that variety and also make sure that they're getting that time to spend face-to-face with customers because when you're face-to-face with a customer, they're like, oh, you're such and such. More fun. Yeah, it is. so much more fun. As opposed to being on the other telephone. Exactly. Well, you know, it's – Yeah, you've got to make it real. I I have to uh, mention this. Um, I don't know how long ago it was, but it might have been – it was in my office in um, Chifley. Mm -hmm. It might have been – it's got to be in the last, say – eight years, it might have been, say, five years ago, I was contacted by a lady um, who came with another person, another lady, um, and she was, they were just about to launch QuickBooks in mm-hmm. Australia. Mm-hmm. And they came to see me to see if I would be an ambassador for mm-hmm. QuickBooks. And it's probably four or five years ago. And I don't remember the name of the lady. Um, mm-hmm. uh, she was like a, uh, let's say, a publicist or something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, and Intra was about to make a big investment in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um and that was and QuickBooks to me has really emerged maybe over the last eighteen months. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was look like it looks like they were preparing then. And she had uh, an enormous amount of energy, similar to yourself. <laughs> and uh, and and I and I thought, well, it sounds pretty cool. But 
And then she came back to me and uh, looked, just said, we're not ready. And maybe that just meant that they didn't want to do it, but that's the old one. We're not ready. Um, but um, they just sort of disappeared. And then they, and now they've come back through you guys. And what, and I, that's my first experience at QuickBooks, which was, I think was unusual. And my second experience is, which I think is unusual, was that I've never ever been uh, asked to sit in and have a meeting with I don't know how many people turned up my office last week. Five, six, know, eight, six, eight. Yeah, about yeah. six or eight. Yeah, yeah. People from QuickBooks, they, they want to have a meeting with me. And I thought, I don't know, maybe I, I didn't even know what the meeting is about. So I thought, <laughs> and I was looking through my agenda. What's the on the agenda? There's no agenda, and um, and in Waltz yourself and a number of others, yeah. um, and and I thought, well, they're going to tell me they hate the TV show and. <laughs> They hate the podcast and hate mentored and uh, look, you know, we're going to stop uh, no. being part of it. But really, all we did was sit down and just talk, have a chat, we yeah, did, have yeah. a chat. I've, ne- I, I've, I mean, I've been with lots of advertisers over many, many years, going right back through the Apprentice days in two thousand nine. Mm. Not once ever has I have I sat down with a senior group from that big advertiser. We're not talking about we're not talking about a small advertiser. We're talking about a, a global Fortune mm-hmm. five hundred company here. Mm-hmm. Came into my office and sat in my boardroom. Yeah. And we just had a chat for about two hours yeah. about a whole lot of stuff, but not, nothing about money, nothing right. about, Mark, will you do this, will you do that? Mm-hmm. I wasn't asking you guys to do anything. It was just yeah. a chat, and I thought, wow, that was cool. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 quite an interesting um, uh, sort of culture that they have there. Yes. And where the hell did that come from? Like, I don't know companies yeah. with this sort of culture. It's, it's fascinating because um, I was actually in our Tucson office in Arizona last week um, for an off-site with the, with the team, and... It's a really unique – we have something special that's really hard to articulate because when you go to any of the intro offices around the world, that culture, whilst unique to each location, it still exists. And the way we describe it is it's very much a relationship company. So even from our CEO, Brad Smith, all the way down to our frontline agents, we're looking for people who will fit into that culture. And, and it's hard for some people. Like I've seen some people struggle where they're like, wow, you guys are really friendly and you genuinely care and you really want to help me. We're like, yeah, that's what that's we so- of what I'm getting. That's and it's not it's not a facade, and that's the thing. And I think for for us with our customers, when you when you our customers speak to us, they go, "Wow, you guys are legit! Like you guys are real people." And, and this is one of our strengths that we see in the market is that when people get to know us, not just as a brand, and yes, we've got TV advertising, what have you, but when they get to form the human connections, they're like, "You guys are actually, you know, you are who you say you are, but you're really nice people just to be around because we're all in business. But the thing is, we all we were all consumers, and we all know that if you have two options." A or B, you know, you're literally going to use the option that you prefer to deal with in terms of the people are nicer, all of the things that are being equal. I often say so, that to my guys, like if if at the end of the day the products are sort of similar, yeah, you know, they might, you know, you might Nuances, be a champion to yours and say, you know, my hours are better, whatever. But yep. at the end of the day, from a consumer's point of view, a door opens with a hinge, whether it's steel or brass or <laughs> copper. You know, what I mean, like, uh, does, and yeah. and, and uh, only yeah. you, the engineer, know the difference between you know titanium and steel mm-hmm. um, on a hinge. Yep. You, the consumer, know the door opens and closes. That's Absolutely. all that matters. Definitely. But what I say to my guys at Yellow Brick Road is, but at the end of the day, if if all the products are the same from a consumer's point of view, the consumer is going to deal with the person they like the most. Absolutely. So it's it's about that. Definitely. And I think that's a really important lesson for all small business owners. Um, whilst we get a bit carried away with our product and our services, um, and sometimes you know something is vastly superior, 
get it, but it's only superior for a while because everyone will work out that yours is superior and they'll catch up. Exactly. And, and they'll do the same or better. Benchmark it. So yeah. what you've got to do is one thing you can't, people can't always uh, replicate is friendliness and uh, affability. And I said, I was asked last night on Facebook Live, how do you build a brand? Mm-hmm. And I said, it's about notoriety with affection. Mm-hmm. And um, affection comes from people. Mm-hmm. It's not just the message. It comes from how you convey the message, um, not only in a, in a written form or an advertising form, but how do I show that I'm there's a person behind all this? And every business has it's all Absolutely. about people. Always, it's, I need to know. I think people need to know, and I keep pointing at the screens as if they're watching me or something. <laughs> but um, I think people need to know um, who Intuit is. I mean, mm-hmm. tell me the Intuit story. Like, who started it? Yeah. I mean, where did it come from? Blah. Absolutely. So Intuit started 35 years ago, and it was founded by our, our founder Scott Cook. Is actually still very much a part of the business. He's actually coming out in, in May for um, our QuickBooks Connect event. So, so Mark, I'm sorry, Mark. So Scott basically founded the business whilst he was watching his wife sort of struggle just to balance the family checkbook. And it's it's a well known family story um, in terms of the Intuit within the Intuit sort of you know halls of corridors. But really, what I've loved to see how we've evolved over the years is that the product was originally Quicken and since then obviously we've gone on to create you know, numerous different products worldwide but the QuickBooks product has lived on it's had a legacy now for you know 20 to 30 years and, and QuickBooks had a, a really strong brand recognition here in Australia but it was a previously a desktop product uh, and really f- about four, four or five years ago, we launched the QuickBooks Online product. So when I joined the team three and a half years ago, we were already well and truly into our new Australian market launch. So my role was really to help us look at the pro- get product market fit. So QuickBooks as a, as a product is used now by 2.8 million users around the world. Actually, it'd be more than that now. But, but Bianca, you're doing a really good job on me here. You, you've done a little bit of media training. <laughs> You've gone straight into the, the talk. I understand that story. No, 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 no. We'll go back to that. But like, I, I know a lot of Australians use it. But oh. like, I want to go back to Intuit because mm-hmm. it was a small business. It was, absolutely. And, and it came out of the usual way small businesses grow is out of um, a problem. Absolutely. And uh, a solution, which is, what's his name? Scott Cook. Scott Cook. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, he found there was a problem and he came up with a solution and then he saw demand. He did. And he filled the demand. Absolutely. So Intuit is a Fortune 500 company. What does that mean? So basically, when you look at all the large technology companies around the world, we're listed as one of those Fortune 500 companies. What does that mean, Fortune 500? Mean? Well, for us, it's, you know, you're, you're looking at yourself in the, you're comparing yourself to the, the Microsofts, the Google the Facebooks of the world. And as a, as a business in technology, particularly in the US, that still exists 35 years on, that's a huge, that's a huge piece for totally. us because, you know, so in technology, so many businesses start and fail. So for us to, to have a business that continues to innovate, and I think that's that's also one of the core um, the core principles of what Scott has continued to, to ensure that his legacy lives on while he's still in the business and it will continue on. Pivoting. It, pivoting, but also yep. in, in innovation as mm. part of our DNA. We don't just go, oh, there's an innovation team from the ground up. Like I've got, I've had a new starter join my team. He'll be going through innovation training within his first four weeks of joining the business. And that then, that's basically taking the principles that Scott took when he first saw, saw his wife struggling to balance those family books, where they continue to innovate and do rapid testing and prototyping, but also spending time with customers. So his customer at the time was his wife, but then obviously they realized there was a market need. At the time, they were competing with Microsoft Money and looking at how, well, hang on, we're a small business. How can we take on a giant? And Microsoft was obviously quite a large business back then as well. How can we take on a giant such as Microsoft? But by staying true to solving customer problems, that's how Intuit has continued to build such a long, sustainable business. Because we don't build what 
salespeople want us to build, you know, and I've been in plenty of organizations. I've had a GM go. Well, that's an important. Can I just stop yeah. there for a second? Because what you're saying here is that you find out what the customers want yep. as opposed to provide, providing a product that you think customers need. Exactly. And that's a really important point for all small business owners and anyone who's going to do a startup. Don't think you've got the world's best idea until you test it out on the customers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, because ultimately they'll choose. And someone asked me last night um, uh, on the on Facebook Live, they said to me, um, uh, how do I kickstart my business or get my sales up? Uh, everyone says I've got a good product, but I've got no sales. So mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not selling anything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how often do we get, a, we all sit around a room, you know, it could be a small hackathon within mm-hmm. your business, yeah. pat each other on the back saying, wow, what a great solution. Um, we all give it, tell each other there's a great product and it could be our family, our friends, our mm-hmm. business colleagues, mm-hmm. but then no one buys it. Um, what you're saying here is in order to get things to be bought, and I wish I'd have thought of this answer last night, but in order to get things bought, you've got to make sure you do customer testing. And, and Jack Singleton here last night was saying exactly the same things about yeah. something as similar as as um, simple, I should say, as flat, uh, flowers and mm. all the things he associated, things he sells with it. So how do you do your customer testing? Tell me about that and yeah. all the iterations of it. So we call it um, – so first we have – it's two methodologies that we use. One's called design for delight and the next one's called it's customer-driven innovation. So customer-driven innovation is is spending time. So we'll have our you know our product teams. They'll create their rapid prototypes and paper-based prototypes. But before we even write a line of code, they'll go and find customers and test it with customers. And what that means is that could be going up to customers in the street. You know, It's not going through and doing research and focus groups or surveys. We don't do any of that stuff. Sort of stuff. We'll actually go and spend time with customers either in their premises. So we call them follow me homes because we want to observe the customer in their natural state. Like I do when I go to a business. Exactly. Business like what you've been doing yeah. with the mentor. It's exactly yeah. the same. You've really got to experience it in their business, not in a clinical sort of, you know, lab sort of style setup or yeah. an interview style setup. Um, and it's that's when you get the true, that's where you get the true learnings and the insights. Like I've done plenty of follow me homes myself and you pick up and observe little things because the way that like it, me previously being a product manager, when you, you, you know, you're designing a part of the software, you think that a customer is going to use it in a particular way. It's not until you put it in front of them, either in a paper-based prototype or it might have progressed through um, to a, a mock-up, that the you go, oh, you're actually not using it how we thought we were. But you get those learnings early before you push it out to hundreds of thousands before of customers. Exactly. And that's, that's what I've found, having been in this space for so long, that's one of the things that Intuit does better than anybody because we will take our time to release a feature to market to make sure that it's right rather than just pushing things out just for the sake of things. And then like anything with any agile process, you know, you'll follow up with multiple iterations, et cetera, et cetera. But you've really got to focus on that customer-driven innovation in the first instance, get those learnings. And if we focus on solving those key customer problems, you're on, you're on your way. Okay, so what we're talking about here, Bianca, is, this is quite important because um, Jack Singleton said the same thing. Mm-hmm. So a couple of things that I just got out of that f- yep. for our small business listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, what big businesses do is something that small businesses should be doing. Mm. What big businesses do why they so why they can go live on for thirty five years? Mm-hmm. What Jack Singleton does in his big uh, rose only business is that someone like Bianca, who's like one of the big bosses there, she actually goes in, uh, in and like Jack. Mm. Jack gets on the on the call in the call center, and he tests things through the call center. Mm. Um, so in other words, he talks to customers instead mm-hmm. of um, gives them the information. He hears what they got to say. What you're saying, Bianca, is you actually go on these, what do you call them? Follow, Follow me homes. Follow me homes. So that sounds a bit weird. But anyway. <laughs> it's like um, a stalker. Yeah. So but you, go, you go actually go to people's businesses yes. and you you get involved in the businesses. Mm. I'm doing it with the mentor. I right. go to people's businesses Absolutely. and actually hang out there with the five, six days yeah. with them. So if you're, a, if you're running a small business, um, what's really critically here, if you want to adopt what the big successful 
long-standing businesses do like Intuit, which mm-hmm. is a Fortune 500 company, they still do this basic research, Absolutely. not through some, as you say, they probably do do focus groups, but they actually physically get there and talk to people before they make a decision what is what it is they're going to release. And we've had this problem in Australia for many, many years. I mean, Wizard got stuck into the banks in the early days, and so does Yellow Brick Road more recently, because the banks are arrogant. They used to say, no, that's the product you're going to have. Yep. And that's the interest rate you're going to have, and they're the features we're going to give you. Now, that's what happens when there's no competition. Mm. When there's competition, uh, people like me at Wizard and or Yellow Brick Road, like you guys, mm-hmm. because you're in a highly competitive market, Absolutely. you actually go out there and find out what the consumer wants, and you give it to the consumer. That's when there's – that's when um, duopolies and monopolies mm-hmm. uh, don't exist because it's a highly competitive environment. And if you're in small business, you must know what your customers want. And not just today, six months from now, one year from now, 18 months now, just keep doing it. And have further to. iteration, either after iteration, and you end up with innovation based on what you've learnt. Because innovation comes from the demand. It does. And what is the demand? What's the problem? And that's what something, some, something like someone like QuickBooks does all the time. And by the way, all successful companies do this. Of well, I just want to go to break. I want to come back. I want to talk to you about last night's episode. Sounds good. Okay, guys, before I come back and speak to Bianca about what she's doing in her business as a role of QuickBooks, I just want to remind you of something about the mentored.com.au, mentoredcomau I think it's really important to register yourself, your small business there, and or your business just generally, or your startup, or what it is you're intending to do. Just register yourself there, get online, showcase what you're doing. What I'm going to be doing is for people who are actually who do this, who are registered on mentor.com.au, I'm actually going to choose one person who is going to get a one-on-one session with me. On top of that, you can get access to top quality experts. You can ask a question and people will give you an answer. So I'm actually appointing people as mentors to go on to mentor.com.au to answer questions. It's free. Answer questions that you might put up about your business, starting up your business, some business problem you're experiencing or something you just like to talk about. Um, and as well as that, um, I'm going to select someone out of the people who register and showcase a business and actually going to do a podcast with them. I'm going to invite them in and I'm going to get them into the studio here where I am today and, and put them on the podcast. And that's really showcasing their business. So make sure you head to mentor.com.au and hit the sign up button and I'll see you there. So I'm back with uh, Bianca. Now, Bianca's, I don't know, We've got to declare it. She's from QuickBooks, which is owned by Intuit, which is a you know Fortune 500 company. And uh, but Bianca is putting a human face to QuickBooks, as far as I'm concerned, which is what I wanted to do. But I also wanted to get Bianca to share with our all our listeners as to the sorts of techniques and the tricks that big organisations use to improve their business, mm-hmm. so that you, as a smaller organisation, you can actually take some of these things and make them make them useful in your own business. But I do want to talk about last night's episode. So. Here we've got a situation with Ron Wilson and his family. Uh, there's a, a big age gap, obviously, between Ron and his kids. I'd say Ron's daughter probably would be close to 30, and uh, her husband, I think, is around about the same age, Braden. And then the younger brother, um, I think he was sort of, he's maybe in his mid 20s. I think he was like early 20s. Yeah. And then you've got Ron. Um, Ron's in his mid 50s. Now, people like. Ron, he wanted to stick to his job cards, mm-hmm. um, which yeah. is basically all it is, is putting a job on a, a little bit, a, a small, you know, four by six paper. piece of paper, a bit of cardboard. He writes on it, writes the, the name of the job, gives it a job number, 
and he writes down two hours, one hour, half an hour, six parts, and then he can add that up, mm -hmm. and then he can send an invoice, which is fine. Mm. Yeah, it's a job card system, um, but it's pretty antiquated. Mm. Um, job uh, Ron could not get his head around invoicing um, automatically, mm -hmm. like at the point of sale. In other words, when people collected their stuff. Or alternatively, uh, sending sending an invoice to, yeah. on an email. Ron just couldn't get his head around that. What is it that why? I mean, what what do you guys experience? What is your experience in your industry? What from you specifically? Why people resist change? Mm. It's it's hard, I think, because change it's it's just part of the human you know our human DNA that we we're sort of forced to resist it. We're like, hang on, this is different. Our brains are wired to look for for comfort as quickly you know as quickly as we can. So. Whether it was someone like Ron or any other business, I think the thought of change, it's that feeling threatened. It's like, well, hang on, I know what I'm doing here. You're about to rip the rug out from underneath me. I'm not comfortable with this. And it was, it was heartbreaking to sort of watch Ron and his family sort of struggle through that last night because we often know that there is a better way, but you have to be, you have to be empathetic, not sympathetic, but empathetic to what people are going through. Because if that's what Ron's done for the better part of 20 years, I know my family, when I come in and- Well, in his case, 40 well, years. Well, there you go, even longer. So that's what I mean. That's it's part of it's been part of his habitual process. It was what he was human. taught, exactly. So it's just that evolution and that generational transfer of knowledge and information. So, really, when I look at um, how do you how do you help people manage through that change? And I think this this is this is a philosophy that applies to whether it be software or just in business. You've got to help people understand why there needs to be a reason for change. And we don't just change for change's sake because you know this the whole everything moves so fast these days, particularly with technology. That if you're not used to technology, I think it can it can get away from you really really quickly. So for someone like Ron it would be a case of taking the time to say these are going to be the benefits that you're going to experience by making these changes. So, you know, improve cash flow. Like I knew that the cash flow in that business was really hurting. So for Ron to sort of look at the benefits of moving away from this paper-based job card sort of process to say, look, imagine how easy it would be if you could within, you know, one minute, you could have actually pre-programmed, you know, what the what the work was that you did on the, the lawnmower fixing or the, the motorbike repairs and then actually sent an email, that invoice directly to that customer right before there. they turn up, that's I mean. Before they turn up, or even when they're in when they're in their front and you know front and center, having like a, a card payment solution where they could just tap the payment, they can go, "Yep, that's going to be a thousand dollars. No worries. Here's my credit card. Boom, it's done. That money's in his account that same day." And it doesn't hurt the customers much either because he's presenting we're used his card. To that. It's I mean, we're all used to that. Like I go to, I was going to a growers market um, a couple of weeks ago, and I was the same. Like everything's card based, and I was like, "Oh, hang on, I haven't got any cash." And here they come out. They've all got these little yeah. cool little square or PayPal yeah. terminals, tapping everything just for. Organic. On the back of the mobile phone. That's what I mean, exactly. So I think for businesses like Ron, it's don't be fearful of what that change could benefit because what I look at for Ron is that, you know, we know on average businesses take anywhere from 14 days to upwards to get paid, but it's the biggest issue that hurts small businesses. So if we can help them address whatever their pain points are, and that's, I mean, for the change element, if it's getting paid faster, helping Ron and different businesses like Ron use tools to understand, hey, there's so many easy ways to do this. You could do it through a mobile, iPad, you know, um, online, whatever it means for you, but it doesn't have to be hard. And the benefits then for him is that he's getting paid regularly, They've, you know, the family business is growing and it's getting healthier and healthier. And most importantly, it's taking the stress out of the family, which is obviously what that what we saw last night. Well, because well, the thing, Ron's basic, the fundamentals are, is Ron is very good at his business. So yeah. in other words, he knows how to to fix things okay mm -hmm. he's very good at that if i actually stood there and talked to him about some some of the things he was selling in there so because he sells you know whippersnippers and yeah. mm -hmm. chainsaws etc yep. like his knowledge is ridiculous wow. he's so good at it um 
and uh, you know he knows which brands are the best, which ones need to be repaired less because he's been mm. doing this stuff for mm. 40 years. So he's done his own research as to what works mm-hmm. best. Yep. And But the thing that he's and, – and he's very good at this stuff, sort of stuff and in town everyone loves him. <laughs> but what's the point of doing this sort of stuff if you don't give someone a bill? And I think yeah. also I think behind, behind or Ron just didn't like to ask for money. Yeah. I think that's part of the issue. And the great thing about um, you know QuickBooks and invoicing and, and any of the software systems is the great thing about those is that you don't have to ask anyone for anything. They come in, um, they give you the thing to be fixed. Um, you're entering as you're doing the job in the workshop. You're typing in all the the, the job card stuff mm-hmm. on the but on mm-hmm. straight onto the computer, um, and that email goes out to them, and they know they now got an invoice, and they're going to come and pick their stuff up. They know there's an invoice and you know there's an invoice and you know in, in that business, you, you know, everyone in town, you know if they're – and you can also see if they're being paid or not because mm-hmm. they might have paid electronically. But if they didn't pay electronically, when they come to pick it up, you say, oh, look, I'll be anchor. Look, by the way, that, that change was – mate, uh, I sent you the invoice a couple weeks ago. It's, uh, you know, 500 bucks or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, you're going to settle up now. Exactly. That's what you have to ask and it's pretty simple. It's so simple. It's pr- really st- stupidly <laughs> simple. Like, I mean, it's, it also takes the pain out of having to stand and prepare it and yeah. say – because they've already had it for weeks. And if there was going to be a query on the amount, they it's, they would could have queried it by email. So Absolutely. the person receiving the email – doesn't really want to query an invoice either, so he or she has the opportunity to query it by in writing. It's a bit like sending messages to people by text. You yeah. know, we say things in text that we really don't want to say yeah. now each other in front of each other. <laughs> it's so much harder. And um, and and you can sort of say things, um, you know, on on the on the various digital systems yeah. like socially that we ordinarily find really awkward. And invoicing and querying invoices is it's an awkward part of mm-hmm. business. And and so and what these systems are allowing this allow they take the awkwardness away. So if nothing else, it's just a, a nice smooth transaction. So I don't understand. I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe that needs to be explained to yeah. Ron, as opposed to him. He's got a blockage in yeah. that regard. But if you explained it to Ron, um, that sort of thing might may well get through to him. And I and I guess this is why organisations like Intuit are investing so much money in all these software. And there's a few of them around. I mean, it's a competitive environment you guys operate in. Um, But what it's telling me, there are massive organizations with huge amounts of funds that are investing large sums of money for the future in software that allows us or assists us to live our lives. Absolutely. Business and social. Um, And therefore, we got to take a step back and say, well, why are they doing this? What do they know that, I don't know, and because they know that it is awkward, and they know that people are seeking a faster, cleaner, less awkward mm-hmm. transaction. Whether it's talking to my friend mm-hmm. by on WhatsApp, or whether it's displaying my business wares through mm-hmm. Instagram or through Facebook, Whatever. or is it invoicing mm-hmm. using QuickBooks and or one, and one of the other solutions? Absolutely. That's that's where we're heading. It is, and there's so many businesses out there like Ron, as you said earlier, they don't go into business to do the invoicing. They don't go into business to do their GST, their bars and what have you. They go into the business because they've got passion or knowledge, deep knowledge about something. And in Ron's case, as you said, it was about the, the lawnmowers, the repairs, and that's obviously where his skill set is. So for Ron to be able to sort of go, you know what, like handing off and passing over the admin work to his to his family, it allows him to focus on what he needs to focus on. But there's 
there's so many small businesses out there like Ron where you look at them, you go, guys, there's an easier way. It's, it doesn't have to be that hard. And, you know, you could do an invoice from your mobile app. You know, I've, I've spoken to plenty of customers where, particularly tradies, where like electricians, for instance, they'll be out there and they can either quote the job while they're while, from their mobile app. So they can go, well, how many, how many PowerPoints did I install and walk around and, you know, quote the number of PowerPoints that they've installed or lights or what have you. But then they can actually invoice while they're right then and there on the job. So again, it goes back to that cash flow piece, right? Because, you know, it's like you go home, you've written something down, you go home and you, most businesses are trying to do this at eight o'clock at night. They've already had dinner, try to put the kids to bed, gone through all the night and nightly battles that we go through with our kids each night. And then, because that's what most small businesses do, then they sit down at eight or nine o'clock and go, oh, now I've got to send that invoice. But, you know, that electrician doesn't always remember the five PowerPoints that he might have installed in that third bedroom or whatever. So for me, that's what you've got great technology tools out there, whether they be mobile or cloud enabled or both, that can actually help businesses improve their cash flow and their revenue. I know, um, I remember talking to an accountant in Bendigo. And he was talking about he'd moved one of his customers over. He's a, he was a sparky. He'd moved him over to QuickBooks. He's like, I've improved his revenue by 17%. He said, I've done nothing. He said, other than get him to use the mobile app to actually quote, quote, and actually when he does his jobs, and actually, and then bill them right then and there. So and what do they use on their phone? So, so they're using, so they're basically using the QuickBooks online mobile app, obviously, because yep. the app you can then email, like you were just saying earlier, you can even, you could do a quote and then convert that quote to an invoice and then email that invoice directly to the customer. Or and then from a payment or yeah, from pay- a payment. What about from pain point Well, of view? you can do one of two things. So on the invoices, most customers in Australia want to pay by EFT. So we yep. have their bank details and they just do a bank um, transfer. transfer. Or you can use different apps such as Square or PayPal that have these fantastic Okay, let's just expl- explain what Square is. So yep. it's a little device. So yeah, so Square is a, another third-party application. It's a really popular payment solution. Like I mentioned, a lot of lot of markets. I think it's like 20 bucks a month or something. Super cheap, yeah. super easy. And it's just a little separate device that tethers to your phone via Bluetooth connection. Yep. And then it just takes card, you know, basically you can do a, a tap tap and go sort of style payment. And then what it does is that it's the data then synchronizes from Square directly. It goes into your bank account, but then the transaction flow automatically into QuickBooks. So then you Which can reconcile your, your transactions. Exactly. So because so like, I've experienced this a few times. So mm-hmm. basically it's a little square thing, yeah. <laughs> a little black thing. It's, it's a not weird. a triangle, it's square. And, and it actually fits in the uh, – this one, one I, one I sort of fit, fitted into the back of a, a mobile phone yeah. uh, or a smart device. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I can't remember what I bought. I bought a T-shirt or something like that. And the guy just uh, tapped my, uh, mm. tapped my uh, credit card onto the square device, yeah. which – then through the mobile phone, send a message through the internet mm. uh, to my bank account to pay him or pay him. And then what your what your uh, software then allows, once it goes into the bank account, your software then grabs information and loads up your ledger. Absolutely. Me, um, the, the vendor's ledger to tell him um, there was a sale, sale and probably says it was a sale to me and it was for mm-hmm. 20 bucks for a T-shirt, yep. something along those lines. Um, it's painless. So when I went out with Braden, um, to do a pool service. Mm-hmm. Um, Braden was Ron, is Ron's son, for those people who don't remember. Uh, son-in-law, I should say. And uh, Braden also runs a pool servicing business within the mower business that Ron had. What I particularly wanted to do was see, see was how, to Braden build, how does mm-hmm. Braden build people. So, like, if you go to do a pool service, um, and the, let's assume the family are home for the moment, and in this case, most of the people in, in the country are home yeah. during the day, um, and it was like, it was stinking hot. So like, you know, we went out there and we, and I will tell everybody in that van, because we had to record everything, um, 
that van had no air conditioning, um, and we had it was forty two degrees that day. Um, we had to record. We had to wind the windows up because the van was really noisy. So we had to wind the windows up um, and um, rec- to, in order to record a conversation in the van. It must have been like fifty five degrees inside the van. Oh, for anyone who saw me, my head was so sweating like a pig. Anyway, we got out to the pool that we had to service, and I was actually curious to see whether and the family that were, who, whose pool we were servicing were there. I was actually curious to see whether Braden built them on the spot. Mm. In other words, yeah. use a square device exactly. Uh, and you know, and they have QuickBooks mm-hmm. as, as a system, and whether or not that he would, and he didn't, yeah. he didn't even invoice them. Oh. Um, so he went out there, did the job on a stinking hot day, you know, like sweating like ain't it crazy. Mm. Did a really good job. The family loved him. They, you know, had a good relationship with them. Would have been perfect if he got paid for his effort there and then. Absolutely. And I'm sure the family would have a credit card, and I'm sure they would have said, "Look here, we'll pay you now." Mm. Absolutely. It would have been done, dusted. So Instead of having to go back, write it up, send the invoice. Uh, however, they send the invoice. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't use. They did not use it, systems whatever. those yeah. days. These guys, or they do now, but they didn't use it then. Send the invoice somehow. Maybe deliver it in their letterbox. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they do yes. it. Yeah. Then, then uh, the people probably think, "How am I going to pay you?" Mm. Then they got to go and chase them up. What for fifty bucks? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. No, not worth um, it. At all. It's so you've got to make it worth your while, and, uh, and otherwise, you know, you think, what am I doing this shit for? Like, and then you go home that night, and you've done six of these, haven't received a dollar. You feel sort of depressed. If you've done six of them, there's fifty bucks. There's three hundred. Worth my while. Exactly. It was hot. I was sweating like anything. I was racing around cleaning the shit out of bottom people's pool, <laughs> but I got three hundred bucks. Yep. That makes sense. Absolutely. It doesn't make sense. I've got to get home and start writing up $300 worth of uh, invoices and go and put it in their letterbox uh, and then chase them up again to see if I get paid and I might only get half of it. And no one likes doing – no small businesses like ringing people for money. So that's the thing. Like when, you, when you're when you able to invoice right then and there on the spot and take payment, you're not doing that phone call seven days, 14 days, 300 days later going, hey, um, Joan, fortunately I'm still waiting for that bill to be paid because no one likes making that phone no, call. totally. But if you do it right then and there in the moment and it's it's natural because, you know, you walk into a store, you don't walk into a store and as you said, buy a T-shirt and go, oh, can I pay you in seven to 14 days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you're using something else. But generally, no, you, you walk out of the store with that, you know, that goods in your hand and you've paid for it. So I think for small businesses, you're right, there's this psychology of going, oh, I'll invoice you later and when you get around to it, pay me. I'm like, no, if they've got, if you've done the, if you've been able to deliver the service and it meets everybody's expectations, why shouldn't you get paid for it? And this is closing the deal. I mean, this is the mm. sort of stuff I mean by closing it. Closing mm. deals actually getting paid. Absolutely. It's not just people taking the goods no. and accepting your price. It's about getting paid as well. And this is where technology is going. So this is where the big technology companies around the world, like Intuit, have worked out this is a great solution for small business owners or any business owner for that it matter. Is. This is a great solution. It takes the pain out. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a whole lot of pain in the sorts of things you, you're just describing. So, you know, what would be perfect, and they do now do it, is they, for a start, they need to have um, connectivity. I mean, we're in the country, yeah. so we've got to make sure there's connectivity. By the way, I checked my mobile phone. I had I had data. Perfect. So th- it, it, that worked. Yeah. Um, they probably need to have some sort of networking mm-hmm. system set up. Mm-hmm. They need tablets. Mm-hmm. So they probably need to make a bit of investment in a few things. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, Telstra, Vodafone, all those organisations, they, they all have deals. Absolutely. They've got packages. What needs to happen is someone needs to sort of sit there and say, this is what you need. You need Square device mm-hmm. or something like yep. that. To, you mm-hmm. need... Just you need uh, you need your um, network set up. Mm-hmm. So you buy that you know through Telstra, whoever yep. it is, um, whoever works best in the countryside. Mm-hmm. In their case, is Optus and or Telstra works yeah. best. Um, and you need QuickBooks. 
or something like QuickBooks on the side Absolutely. to do your accounting piece. Definitely. They're the three parts. And one of the things that I've I, – I, and you said something really important earlier on where um, somebody was making more money, an accountant told you that his client yes. was a plumber or something like that, is making more money now as a result of applying these mm-hmm. things. Um, one of the things we found in the task force that I did for the government was this. Um, the The – Reason why people say they would take up digital tools, more digital tools in running their small businesses is one or two things. Is either to get, is one thing, but for, with two outcomes, is to get more time. Yes, absolutely. So, in other words, I'm time poor mm-hmm. because I'm doing all this stuff manually. Digital tools allows me to get more time. Now, mm-hmm. with that time, I'm going to do one or two things. This is what everybody told us. I'm either going to work more on my business yep. to make more money, yep. which is in the case of your accountant yes. just told you about, mm-hmm. or I'm just going to spend some time with my family yeah. or leisure time. What we're trying to do is pinch more time for ourselves mm-hmm. or out of our or- busy days. Mm-hmm. Like you said, people get up five o'clock in the morning. They work like in Ron's case. Ron Ron works all night in the cheese factory. Starts at midnight. Stops working. The cheese factory is next door to his mm-hmm. office. His his little uh, shop. He, he stops at he stops there at seven in the morning. Comes in. He makes himself a cup of tea yep. and makes a bit of toast. Mm-hmm. He has a little sleep on his lounge there for an hour or two. Mm-hmm. Then he opens his shop up. He works all day oh fixing shit, and yeah. then uh, and then at night he's got to sit there and work out how to fill out these bloody job cards, mm-hmm. which is why we've we got him network yeah. now, so he's not doing that, and the kids have taken control of that. But that's what that was his life. He'd be miserable. But it's not good for your health. No, totally. Like and he, Ron didn't look well, and no. which is why he insisted he take a half a day yes. off and go and ride his motorbike or yeah. go to the gym or something, yeah. or play golf, whatever mm. he, he wanted to do. There's plenty of good golf courses around Cobram. Yeah. It's famous for it. So, But Ron's a mad motorcyclist, and uh, he just likes to get on the road and go for it. And Perfect. unless someone can force you to do these things – a lot of times we just keep doing the same stuff over and over again. And so many small businesses, they don't take time out for themselves. You look at it, how many small businesses, and I was, you know, even in um, earlier episodes of The Mentor, they haven't had a holiday. They haven't had a family holiday in some cases for years, either because they can't afford it or they can't step away from the business because the business needs to keep running. And I think you're right. If you're using solutions, whether it be cloud solutions and, and particularly mobile, you combine those two together, it gives you that freedom. You don't have to be tethered to, you know, the old school desktop machine that's in the back office in the, you know, in the business. That's, you know, that was everything was on there because that's where it's been for the last 20 years. You can go and run your business from the pocket. If you want to go out and have a, you know, holiday with the kids on the Gold Coast or whatever, you can actually bring out the laptop, jump on Wi Fi if you needed to send an invoice. Send your bills out. It's what I mean, but you can also do it from your mobile. So yeah. I love the fact you can do it from your mobile because it's less, you know, it's, it's just easy. You just whip it out of your pocket and away you go. And but, no one knows where you are. And that's what I mean. But so Don't many feel small guilty. businesses feel that they, as you said, they're chained to their business. And that's not what about. Like our whole economy. Is, is basically being fueled by so many great small businesses who are entrepreneurial. They're out there, you know, building what, this awesome nation of ours. But the fact that they can't take a break kills me because I'm like, that's not what it's about. You know, you want to have that time to spend with your kids and watch them grow up or go to their Saturday sport or what have you. You shouldn't be sitting there spending all that time, you know, going, oh, I need to do all the bookwork. Like, no, make the bookwork easy. And you're right. That's why we do what we do because we all have families. We want to spend time with our families, but we work hard. But to see small businesses struggle with something so simple like we've got to be there's got to be a better way guys and we're trying to help people understand that there are better ways out there they just need to leverage them so quickbooks is basically what they're doing is uh and other organizations like yours i mean but quickbooks is basically giving time back to small business owners absolutely uh uh, by the way the thing that we are sure of in this world 
the the smallest resource we have or the most precious resource we have is time. time. And uh, no wonder people are working at QuickBooks or any technology business for that matter because um, you're dealing with our most precious commodity, time. It's more precious than water. It's more precious than anything. If we don't have time, if we don't have time to spend with the th- doing the things we love to do, then what's the point? Yep. So QuickBooks giving you back time. <laughs> Absolutely. That's and, uh, you're a time machine. <laughs> now that would be pretty cool. <laughs> no, we are. I'm not talking back to the future, but but it is like that. That to me is what it's. You know, it's as you said, something so simple, and that's where you, I think any successful business, whether a small business or a large business, if you can make complex things super simple, that's that's the essence of it, really. So, but for small business, we're backing small businesses because we go, we know we've seen businesses like you guys struggle, and we want to be out there to help them. And people like Ron, seeing how you can help them get their lives back, you know, by just giving them simple tools and techniques to go, mate, we'll make your life so much easier. Get your kids to do it. The kids are technology, you know, they're digital natives. They're grown up with that tech stuff give it to the kids let them take care of it for you so he can have that time back you know rebuilding his relationship with his wife and just spending that quality time he's got grandkids now as well so you know this whole cycle just continues to repeat itself if we don't make some changes but but yeah that's what we're all about we want to help small businesses give them back time to spend with their families and just you know go on to do whatever it is that they set out to achieve in their business thanks bianca that was fantastic. She put a human side to QuickBooks. So, uh, new strap line for QuickBooks. With QuickBooks, time is on your side. <laughs> I'll talk to the marketing team. <laughs> well, it's not a bad way. We're getting yeah. it to the bottom line. Okay, thanks very much, Bianca. That was fantastic. I loved it. No worries. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Sweet. Cheers. Cheers. 